Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran in studio by phone. And we're going to be talking all things Broncos training camp as we are five practices in to the training camp slate. And of course, no preseason this year. So this is the preseason and lots of question marks to hash out for the Broncos. We're going to be talking early standouts, vets, Drew Locke's camp, and he's looking like it. Some rookies, some concerns, and some health updates, as well as talk about some live periods coming up. So, uh, Ryan, to start off, um, been a pretty good camp so far. Vic Fangio, as usual, candid in his assessments. Who are some early standouts to you? You know, through five practices, Kyle, we can split this into two groups. Uh, you know, the veterans and the rookies. We can get to the rookies in a minute. You know, you wrote about Jake Button. Th- Thursday's paper and you know Jake coming off another missed season with a knee injury um, you know going into camp I thought he'd make the team because if healthy he's, he's a very good receiver and a very good blocker and he hasn't disappointed so far you know the, the key for Jake is get to the starting gate get to week one get to that final cut day in one piece and you know make the decision for the coaches that you are healthy and uh, can help th- can help them in multiple ways you know I'd probably put him put him ahead of Albert O at this point uh, because Albert, um, as Vic Fangio pointed out, you got to see what he can do as a blocker. You know, and you know, let's talk about Drew Locke for a little bit. You know, I think Drew's getting his work in. Um, I like how he's throwing, throwing into some tight tight windows and not afraid to throw an interception because it's practice. And, you know, one thing by necessity is he looks good on the move. Uh, he's had to get out of the pocket, get out of the pocket a couple times and, and uh, you know, change his arm angle and, yeah, I thought on the deep balls, uh, he's done pretty well, uh, you know, as well. Uh, you know, throw it over to you. You've been out at a couple pra- practices as well. You know, who are some of your guys? Well, piggybacking off of that, Drew Locke has looked really good, like you said, playing loose, playing free. And even though he's got all the expectations on him now as the man in town, as the Denver Broncos starting quarterback, his first training camp as such, uh, he's not playing like that. Like you said, he's playing like he's not afraid to throw an interception and Off of that, I think he's made some of his skill players look very good early on. Cortland Sutton has looked very dynamic, almost unguardable today, Wednesday. He had a great catch on a vertical route right between Jackson and Bryce Callahan and just went up and got it as those two kind of collided and went to the turf. So he's showing he can do it against the number ones. He's dicing up the number twos. So I'm anticipating him to have another huge year coming off his first Pro Bowl season. And then, uh, like you said, in the tight end position, Jake Butt, uh, he's you know coming off that fourth major knee surgery since college. Thought about hanging him up over the offseason as he was rehabbing, but he's come back even stronger from that. Now, if he can stay healthy, he could be a part of that tight end room. Uh, and then on the defensive side, I think Alexander Johnson, poised to have a huge season, and we talked about him a lot on these previous podcasts and how he's really going to shore up uh, that inside linebacking core. But uh, he and Todd Davis, I think, are, are poised for a big season, Ryan. Yeah, and uh, you know, also on defense, you know, Bryce Callahan was a big storyline during the offseason because we hadn't seen him. Uh, he didn't play at all last year because of the foot injury. The fact he has made it through five practices without a bad day off is a good sign. And you know, and, and Vic talked about Bob Miller's uh, you know effort level and energy. Well, you know, let's face it, this is a short camp. Vaughn can uh, really go all out in these practices because he knows the, the real stuff is coming a lot quicker than usual. So Vaughn is getting his work in and. 
you know, you look at you look at further down the depth chart amongst the veterans. You know, Josie Jewell has been around the football at inside linebacker. Maybe he has a role in some sub package stuff. And and they, this is off topic, but you know, the punter Sam Martin. This this Bronco organization has been looking for a reliable punter for a couple of years now, and you know, you 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 feel like they may have signed a good one in Martin. You know, with the directional punts and hang time, etc., and that will help their their special teams, which on punt coverage really struggled last year. Well, Ryan, some other standouts, and we'll transition to this next topic are some rookies and Jerry Judy, Broncos' first round draft pick. Uh, Drew Locke was was careful with his assessment of Judy the other day because he didn't want to hang too much hype on the wideout. But he basically said, yeah, this guy's really good. And he said it with that Drew Locke kind of Buzz Lightyear grin on his face. So I think the Broncos know what they got, and he and K.J. Hamler are also getting reps at returner. So it'll be interesting to see how dynamic of a role those guys will have this year and how Judy will complement Sutton because it seems early on when those two are paired up in camp, it's been guard, hard to guard both of them, especially when you throwing Fant, when you throw in Lindsey or Gordon out in the backfield, lots of weapons at his disposal. Can they put it all together in Pat Shermer's offense with so little time in camp leading into the September 14th opener? Well, John Elway has said, uh, you know, to be patient because it's not going to happen overnight. So I would agree with John on that one. The thing about Judy is he's a big guy, but it looks like he glides across the field at full speed, you know, and you know, one thing about Jerry coming out of college is he, he was NFL ready as a route runner, and that looks to be the case. He, he looks like he understands, you know, pockets in the zone coverage. It's obviously he knows the offense. And, you know, I was talking to somebody in the organization earlier this week, and he said, you know, Judy, whenever you see him in the building, he's always on an iPad watching tape. He's not on Instagram. He's not on Twitter. He saves that for later. So, uh, you know, his work ethic has really impressed a lot of people and confirmed what they had heard from the Alabama coaches. And Hamler, that's the guy whose role I'm going to be interest, interested in seeing. I would make him the full-time return because it gives you some roster flexibility. You can keep wide receivers, five wide receivers. But on offense, if this is going to be a two-tight end offense, you know, as their main personnel group, that, that leaves KJ out. That's Judy and Sutton as your receivers. The net fat is your tight ends. So uh, I, I think, um, you know, Hamler, you can see the speed. Uh, you know, right now he's just playing with backups. But I, I'd like to see him get a little bit of run with Locke. And, you know, lastly, on these uh, you mentioned Gordon and Lindsay. I mean, this is a straight rotation right now. They're getting work with the ones and the twos. And, I've been impressed by Melvin Gordon. I didn't really have a lot of expectations, but he looks like he's really quick. He's trained well. And the same thing for Phillip. He looks uh, he looks a little quicker as well. So, you know, he said they got a lot of weapons. It's just a matter of getting on that same page and making sure it happens quickly in September and then things don't click in like in October when they're already out of playoff race. So Broncos looking like they got two bona fide options in the backfield already early on in camp in Lindsay and Gordon. But some concerns persist, Ryan, and concerns up front, specifically Juwan James opting out. So uh, can Elijah Wilkinson rise to the top? To the ta- can Elijah Wilkinson rise to the task at right tackle? And then, of course, you got the center battle with three guys ongoing right now, including Lloyd Cushenberry, uh, a rookie out of LSU. But it seems, based off your analysis, Ryan, and you've been out at camp every single day, Austin Schlotman may be in the front-running position. He took a lot of the number one reps today, Wednesday, in practice. I think I jinxed Austin Schlotman. We, we had him in today's, uh, or excuse me, Wednesday's Denver Post, and 
you know, he had taken all the first team reps in three of the first four practices. He took the majority of them in Wednesday's practice, but Cushenberry got some first team run for the first time. I'm saying the word first here a lot. I apologize. Uh, you know, they, you know, Vic Fangio made a good point after practice. Said, "Hey, you don't want to give a job to a rookie, and by that he meant a starting job." Uh, I would, my my lean is that Schlotman will start the season at center, but when Cushenberry proves that the physical is matched up with the mental, which he's there already, um, you could have a little bit of a rotation. But uh, you know, center. You know, even though they haven't named the starter, they should feel pretty good about that spot. You know, left guard with Reisner, same thing. Right guard with Glasgow, same thing. Uh, you know, left tackle Bulls. It's so it's so tough in camp. I mean, anybody who says he had a good or bad day, you know, give me a break. Right tackle is a different story. You know, Juwan James, like it or not, hung this team out to dry. You know, that was his prerogative that he had that right. Wilkinson hasn't gone through a full practice because they're bringing him back slowly from ankle injury. If he goes down, it's Jake Rogers, you know, who's a reserve. DeMar Dodson, they signed last week. He hasn't uh, worked his way into the first or second team rotation. Maybe that happens in the next week or so. But uh, definitely some issues up front. I would make a big deal about how the pass rush is having a good day because you're not cut blocking. You're not doing any of your tricks of the trade. And, you know, you're trying to keep your teammates safe. Again, folks, First Orange Podcast, Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. We will close the show here with some health statuses and four guys out of practice today, Wednesday, including Austin Fort with that knee and uh, Nick Vanette with a concussion. So any concerns there, Ryan, with not having those two guys available for opening days or for opening week, especially Nick Vanette? Um, I'm not, I don't think they're there yet. I mean, we'll start with we'll start with Ford. I mean, he's going to be headed IR. That's my guess. You know, Fant. You know, just a an Ill, non-COVID related illness, so he could be back by the later week. I like what they're doing with Bradley Chubb. I figured he would get some vet days off coming off that ACL, so they gave him one on Wednesday after two straight days of pads. They know what 55 can do. Uh, make sure he gets his work in, stays healthy, and gets ready for the opener. And, uh, you know, who is Devontae Harris, knee contusion. He's got to get back on the field. He wants to make this team. And because he's in a competition with a bunch of guys for that number three corner spot. It's been a little surprising to me that Michael Ojemudie, the rookie from Iowa, has not gotten into that mix with the ones yet. You're talking that you talked with Isaac Yadam. Uh, you know, and also Devontae Bosby's in that mix. Who do you think? Who do you think emerges? Uh, you know, becomes that number three corner to at least start the season. I think it's going to be either Yadam or Bosby. Uh, Harris, you know, he came on last season, got some starts, but especially sitting out today, we're not sure how long he's going to be out. If he'll be back tomorrow, but he's got to be out there to be fighting for his job, like you said. And Vic Fangio said it best today you know they've got to have two of those three guys step up and make the team and not just out of default I mean they have to be valid contributors to in that number three cornerback spot so uh Isaac Yadam he had some interesting interesting things to say about how he's kind of taking notes every single day he's writing something down that he hopes to improve on if he does he checks it off if not he writes it down for the next day so uh kind of a, a micro focus for Yadam and his overall goal in camp Ryan not a single ball thrown over his head down the field he got beat for a touchdown today covering a tight end in the red zone seven on seven but i besides that i think he's lived up to that so far right yeah he's been good um i like bosby's been good and and the issue for the broncos and and vic fangio with his third quarter spot is can any of these guys play the nickel 
uh, if Callahan is limited or banged up. Because right now, A.J. Boye is an outside guy. Oju Boudier is an outside guy. I think right. I think if you had to roll the ball out and Bryce Callahan was not available, uh, you'd probably make Duke Dawson your nickel because the guys we've talked about are you know, mostly outside corners. So I think that's where their depth comes into play uh, if Callahan gets hurt again. And uh, so it's... You know, my lean, you know, I would agree with you, is going to be you know Yadam or Bosby because they just have more experience from the rest of the group. So some live sessions coming up, and Vic said it wasn't going to be a scrimmage per se, but what do you think, Ryan? Are, are we going to see some more kind of intense practices, practices amping up here? I think so. And, you know, once, you know, Pepper's get a little afraid and you get sick of going against the guy next to you or across from you excuse me you know it's basically say how Vic handles these live periods if, if I'm him and I wrote this last month before camp started when he first hinted at this I, I would not put my a lot of my starters in those situations uh, you, you gotta get them you gotta keep them healthy but you run live goal line you run maybe a you know live run game drill for your for your for your young players and see which ones are willing to tackle, which ones know the playbook, which ones are physical, and those guys will make up the back end of your roster. Again, folks, this has been the First in Orange podcast. Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Appreciate you listening in to today's show, and be sure to head to DenverPost.com/Broncos for continued coverage of the team throughout training camp and leading into the September 14th opener against the Titans. Appreciate you listening in, and until next time, take it easy.